All right, the Lions play the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, sir. Finally. Mm. It feels like <laughs> it feels like the season ended yeah, so and and now we get to uh, come back and start a new season again. I mean, that's how that's how long it's been since they played. KJ Wright is a former NFL player himself, former Seahawk himself, broadcaster there, and he joins us on the program. KJ, thank you for coming on. Fellas, thank you for having me. And just so you know, I'm a history nerd myself. I heard what you guys were talking about the last block. If you ever need me to talk some history, I'm your guy. Just, just give me a call. <laughs> well, what, right. go ahead. What's your theory, KJ, on on the, on what really happened to JFK? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I am convinced that the government is involved in 99.9 percent of all this stuff. If wow. a guy's too influential, if a guy's trying to do something special, and you know, trying to help a certain group of people, I'm convinced that the government is involved in it. So. Call me crazy, but Ooh, that's not what I crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, got, we got plenty of allies. <laughs> yeah. So KJ Wright has weighed in on JFK before we even got a Lions prediction. We got KJ's take on it. All right, good to know. So you played in Seattle yourself, obviously. Uh, you're not all that far away from your NFL career, and and the Seattle Seahawks are an interesting uh, franchise. You know, they mm-hmm. they they had that whole stretch. Uh, with Russell Wilson at the, as quarterback, with Pete Carroll, and I think people may have expected them to win a little bit more than they actually did. And then they finally parted company with him, and everyone said, "Well, they're dead. You know, they're not going to be good for a long time." And then, lo and behold, they end up with a quarterback who's who's basically been on every yeah. team in America, and everyone wrote mm-hmm. off. And now he gets signed to a long term deal, and and uh, now. People aren't sure what's going on based on the first week of the season. <laughs> so tell us, because we want to know who we're playing against. How good are the Seattle Seahawks, in your opinion? Well, let's take it back to last year. I'm going to be honest. They shocked the entire NFL world. Everyone counted them out, picked them 30th in the power rankings. Russell Wilson is gone. Pete Carroll, his philosophy is too old. It's extinct. This team will not make it past five wins this season. And they made it to the playoffs, thanks to you guys, you know, big thanks to the Detroit Lions, yeah. and um, shocked the world. And so here you are, fast forward to this football season, you have all these expectations. People are picking you to win the NFC West. You got your franchise quarterback. You got the great draft. Then you go out there and you lay a big goose egg versus the Los Angeles Rams. And right. I was completely shocked that they came in there and beat us by two touchdowns. In, so in they Seattle? Definitely, in Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah. That place mm-hmm. was rocking as well. And so – we do have the talent. We do have a really good offense. My defense terrifies me. I'm not going to lie. That mm-hmm. front four we have, you know, Matthew Stafford's cooking marshmallows and steaks and, you know, <laughs> winning God just, just did his thing against us and put up over 300 yards passing. And so if we want to have a chance against you guys, we got it has to start up front. You guys' offensive line terrifies me. And so um, it's going to be a long day if we don't win in those trenches come Sunday. Yeah, well, our quarterback uh, is – the kind of guy that if you give him time, he's not going to miss. He's not going to run yeah. away from you, and he's not, you know, he's not Bryce Young, and he's not uh, Lamar Jackson, and he's not taking off mm-hmm. on anybody. But if you give him time, he's very accurate. And it sounds like with Detroit's offensive line and Seattle's defensive line, he's going to have time. Listen, I play, I play Jared Goff twice a year, obviously Seahawks and the Rams, and the guy is talented. I don't think he gets quite the – the respect that he deserves across the league. He makes really good decisions. He can make any throw on the football field. You mentioned his legs, but when he does take off and decide to run, 
he can actually make some decent noise when he does take off. And so I love everything he brings to the table. He's so cool. He's so calm back there in the pocket. And the guy's just simply a winner. And so I'm a big Jared Goff fan. You put him with that offensive line. You put him with St. Brown. You put him with that two-headed monster that he has. And we put him in that culture. I heard you guys sold out with tickets. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. Everyone is excited in the city. I have the Detroit Lions winning the division. I just look at you guys and what y'all bring to the table. It's going to be a really fun football season. Speaking of offensive lines, KJ, uh, Seahawks come into this tilt minus their two starting tackles. And with the replacements, uh, combined six starts between them. Your thoughts on that? Man, I don't like that at all. You talk about we bring in Jason Peters, the 45-year-old guy, you know, play forever. <laughs> he's, the, he's the only hope that we have to get this thing figured out. We talk about Charles Cross, and we talk about Lucas with the Seattle Seahawks. Those guys were two outstanding rookies last year and potentially losing both those guys against the, against the, with the offense that put up only 12 yards in the second half. That just screams a big disaster for us. And so we got to have a game plan to get the ball out quick, just drop back and just bomb it to DK. We have to put together a really good game plan, especially when you guys have Aiden Hutchinson on the opposite side of the football. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't like our odds at all. We got to find a way to see if we can just get the run game going to really set up the play action to bomb the ball downfield. Well, Lions fans may recall that the uh, Seahawks uh, played the Lions last year. And it was a crazy game, yeah, 48, 48 to 45. Yes. Yeah, the, stunk. The Lions scored 22 <laughs> points in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. still couldn't get enough uh, to, to win. So, uh, you know, I'm sure the Lions are remembering that. And the year before, Mr. Seahawks uh, scored 51 on them. They just yeah. Like, yeah they, right. The last two yeah, years, so they scored 100 points. Yeah, Seattle scored about 100 points in the last two games. <laughs> Against yeah. Detroit, I, is there something that Pete Carroll maybe has figured out when they play against the Lions? And here's the thing. As a player and as a defensive coordinator, you are very aware of those things. You're going back and you're watching old tape like, hey, guys, this is what they did against us last year. This is what we have to get improved. We have our same scheme. We added a few players. But understand that this offense has been very explosive against us. And so coaches are very mindful of that, and they shouldn't. I mean, they shouldn't let that same thing happen again. 50 points in one game is ridiculous. Like, come on, this is the NFL. It shouldn't be no, right. nowhere past, you know, in my mind. I play in one of the greatest defenses. No, no way past 30. And so um, they're going to address that. It shouldn't be the same result. But um, when I look at what you guys did on offense against the Chiefs, I expect you guys to have even better performance because Gibbs didn't get the ball enough. St. Brown, you know, he didn't have over 100 yards. And so – that was the first game out there, and I've said, you know, even high-powered offense coming this this coming Sunday. Well, I got to tell you, KJ, we're not used to this type of reception from from uh, from other teams. We're used to uh, we're we're used to guys coming on and saying, you know, the Lions have a nice team. Right. I think they're maybe a little yeah. underrated. You know, they're still a no, professional no, no. team, and they're going to try hard. And but, suddenly, you're going like, you guys got an amazing line, and you guys got a great quarterback, and you guys. Are... So, so we don't know what to do with all these compliments. Uh, we're we're totally new to this. Mitch, this is KJ's first time with us, so you know, I think right. take that. Uh, you guys have suffered long enough over there in Detroit, <laughs> and I'm just telling you. I'm Thank telling you. you. Thank you, KJ. The culture shift. Come back to Mark. Shift, and I'm loving it. Okay, I got to ask you one important question though before we let you go, since since we're enjoying our conversation, and I'm not going to tell you what my take is on this. I'm going to just ask yours. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, who's new to the team, <laughs> and as you know from uh, you know, I, I assume you played against him. He's been in the league a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, big talker, big trash talker. 
So he made a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Now, he's never played a home game yet in Detroit, but he's played. he made a suggestion that all the fans, in a show of solidarity, <laughs> should wear a blue ski mask to the game. Oh, my goodness. What is, as an that. outsider, what is your take on a fan full of stadiums wearing ski masks? I want to see 60,000 people having a blue mask over their face. And you talk about some home field advantage. You're talking about that crowd rocking. That's what you guys need. That's what you guys need to get this thing turned around. Okay. Yeah. My take is is that's exactly what Detroit doesn't need, is more people thinking that this is how we dress all the time in Detroit. We we like to go from our football games right to our bank robberies without having any interruption. Once one once four o'clock hit, hey, leave the stadium, take the mask off, put them in the bucket, and yeah. go on to your merry day. Okay. That's mandatory. Hey, a pleasure talking to you, KJ. Uh-huh. I wish we were playing Seattle every week so we could have this conversation. But uh, appreciate yes, the insight. It, I, I, I take it you're predicting the Lions are going to win based on all this. Uh, well, keep in mind, I played in Seattle for a decade. I can't come over here and just say those kind of things. But okay. I am a little nervous, though. Okay. We'll take nervous as a good sign. (laughs) K.J. Wright joining us at 760 WJR.